Okay, I actually just posted my first dance video on LinkedIn. Nice. But that was my way of coping with it. Hey everybody, welcome to the Career Therapy Podcast. We are back with another Life After Layoff episode in the series. Today we're talking to Junette June. How do I say your last name again? Coloroso. Coloroso. I was definitely going to get that wrong. Thank you so much. And according to your LinkedIn, you are a career strategist and team builder in tech, a LinkedIn strategist, a career cheerleader, a passionate storyteller, a lifelong connector, and dancing (laughs) is your thing. So I'm very excited to chat with you today, learn more about your story, and share with everyone um, the journey that you've been on. So as with every uh, career therapy podcast, we will start with the most infamous job search question. Tell me about yourself. <laughs> well, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to connect with you. I think it was one of my connections that tagged me on one of your posts. Awesome. And I think what you're doing with this is actually really great for this community. And my name is June. I'm actually a recruiter slash career strategist. I have spent the last five years building teams within the tech space from like tech giants such as Google to unicorn startups like Wish. And then I also started off my career in agency recruiting. So now given this pandemic that we're in, I'm now pivoting to being an entrepreneur and full-time stay-at-home mom as well as a homeschooling teacher. Oh my goodness. So many roles. That's amazing. (laughs) So many roles. Well, um, one of the things that I think is so fascinating about that transition from, you know, corporate to entrepreneurship is you do have to, you know, start contending with your identity, right? A lot of times we identify with the company we're at or the title we have. So how has that process of identity evolved for you throughout the process of that change and through your layoff? Yeah. So my layoff actually happened in the, during the first week of April. I got the news about my layoff one week after I got back from my vacation. And to be honest with you, it was the very first time I've ever been laid off. And on top of that, being laid off during a global pandemic. So I was going through a grieving process and I did lose a a sense of identity just because I was so passionate about the company that I was working for. I loved working there. I was at Wish and I still have many great connections with everyone on my team, but I'm like kind of looking back, but I was going through, you know how they talk about like the five stages of grief. Yeah. That's what I was dealing with. And I lost my sense of identity. And what I did is I actually, the week after I got the news of my layoff, I just started creating videos because video storytelling is very therapeutic for me. And I was doing that on my personal social media platforms. And then I started interviewing people within my networking community from people that have also been laid off and for, to business owners, to local, um, to local government, um, like council members. And I just started, I just, I was actually continuing to still work and doing what I do best. And that was interviewing people and sharing their stories. And then, and then I just started reconnecting to my old, my old roots of like theater and dance by doing all of these crazy TikToks. <laughs> so that was my way. Oh, I gotta that go check out your TikTok of, now. You should, okay, I actually just posted my first dance video on LinkedIn. Nice. But 
that was my way of coping with it, finding myself again. And it kind of just led me to, once I just started showing up and sharing my story, I was already helping people with their resumes and interview coaching for free, yeah. right? And I thought to myself, well, I can't go back to work anytime soon because of the whole virtual learning with my children. How can I pivot to just being a business owner and you know, combine my passion of entrepreneurship and helping people? So, I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. You and I have similar stories. You know, you get laid off and then you're like, I guess I'm just going to roll what I was doing into a business. Let's make it happen. And I like that. I like that response because it's, um, it's a response of taking ownership, right? It's a response of um, you're responding with action, not inaction. And, and there's an emotional toll and there's, there's a journey back to normal, I'm sure. But I think, um, you know, so many folks get their identity from their job and really only do work if they're told to do it, that as soon as you don't have someone tapping you on the shoulder, giving you an assignment, you kind of don't know what to do. Um, and maybe that's something that being in the career recruiting space, we're a little bit more hyper aware of, but I think it's right. so interesting that you immediately just started assigning yourself work because you got to do something every day, right? You can't just watch Netflix. So what was that? <laughs> What was that experience like for you of going from, you know, having people that you reported to, to reporting to yourself? How did you, you know, take on that role of both boss and employee within your own mind? Well, I'm still trying to figure things out. And, and I've just recently, I mean, I actually, the best thing that I could have done was use a little bit of my severance package to invest in my professional development. And I got myself a, a business coach. So she's been really helping me set up the fundamentals of building my business. But for me, what's been, what I've been trying to stick with is routine. And I wake up during my golden hours between 4.30 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. before my kids wake up. Because I want to make sure that once they're waking up, I'm fully devoted to them. So I'm still trying to figure things out as far as schedule, but I think I have it pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more efficient now than I was when I first got laid off because I mean, I've only really been doing uh, my business for about, uh, about almost two months now and I'm still building the fundamentals and improving on the habits that I need to be more efficient. But my, my, the key thing for me is getting as much work as I can before my kids wake up. And then there's definitely going to be times where we're going to be up late at night. So not only, I'm not only an early bird, but I become a night owl. That's amazing. Yeah, burning the candle at both ends, as they say, right? Exactly. <laughs> but it's not good for your mental health, too, though. Yeah, so it's a short-term strategy. Right? It's a short-term strategy, especially with kids. I mean, I, I give you such mad props for being able to do that while also juggling family and everything. But my, my, my goal is to, to streamline my process before my kids go back to school, which is in a week from now. So I don't have to run on like four to five hours of sleep, mm -hmm. you know, because how can you be a hundred percent with your productivity, with work and your business, if you're not fully there hundred percent for yourself? Right. That's so true. And that plays into so many other habits as well. But one thing I have a question of, um, so you, you started making this transition into running your own thing and you invested in a business coach, but what, what would you say to someone who's listening to this and they're like, 
oh, wow, yeah, maybe I could just launch my own project. Like, do they have to go from zero to 60, make an LLC, do all these different things? Or what are the small steps that they could do? What would you recommend someone or uh, what would you recommend someone do based on your recent experience? Yeah, and for me, I'm a very multi-passionate person where I like doing content creation. I love to dance. I love acting. And I was thinking, I was at this point in my, during my layoff was I was like, should I just be an influencer or should I, should I be an entrepreneur? And then it's the biggest advice I can do give to anyone thinking about starting their own biz, business is niching down. I was known to be the Jill of all trades. I could do all of everything, but not the master of one, not one, one subject. Right. So for me, it's like, I've, I was already organically coaching people on the side. That's just my personality. So my biggest thing is, Condense all of your ideas to one big idea and goal then figure out who your target audience is and customer, and then just start building your strategy from there. And I think, thing, I think too, the biggest thing for, for new business owners or anyone thinking about doing a business or side hustle is start networking and learning from the people that inspire you that are also doing that successful. I mean, you've been doing this. I, I checked your LinkedIn profile and you've been doing this for a long time and you taught at General Assembly and I've taken a few courses there. So I was really excited to meet with you because I can learn from you too. And I love seeing your LinkedIn lives. Thank so you. that's my biggest thing is like you want to surround yourself that with people that are already are successful doing it. That's the best way you can learn. I agree. And, and it's good to have those people to aspire to, you know, we're all looking up at the next level of going, how do I, how do I maybe get there? So that's very cool. Um, and you're really experimental, you know, you're jumping into TikTok, you're doing a lot of different things. What would you say to someone who says, you know, I'm just, I'm not much of a social media person when it comes to the job search. I would probably suggest if you're really uncomfortable with putting content out there and posting, I would start just networking by attending workshops or um, connecting with people that are in your inner circle and connect with their connections on social media or on LinkedIn and just start commenting on whatever posts they share on LinkedIn that inspires you. That's how I actually started. I mean, I've only been a content creator on LinkedIn for about a month and a half. And before I started sharing my journey, I only use LinkedIn as a recruiting tool and then only promoting the companies that I was working for and recruiting for. Never, ever, ever put myself out there as someone that's an a, a expert in the industry. And then I realized, why am I not doing that? Like, <laughs> I'm my own personal brand. I need to start going out there. So before I started creating content, I just started engaging in other people's posts made a routine. And I think everyone, if you're a job seeker, seeker, you need to make it a routine in your day to start networking online every day. That's part of your search because applying all day on applications, that could be a little bit mundane, right? But yeah, I would just switch it up and just start, you know, start connecting with people that you are comfortable with, engaging with their connections, and then just go from there. I hope that makes sense. It does. It definitely does. And so when you started actually going from commenter to creator. I think that that's such an interesting transition point, right? Um, and you said today was your first dance video that you posted? On LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. Okay, so that always comes with a little bit of, oh boy, 
Oh boy, right? So what has that experience for you been like? I mean, this is like a big thing in the job search is you run up against a comfort zone, right? Oh, well, I'm really comfortable recruiting on LinkedIn. Oh no, now I got to create a brand. Okay, I'm comfortable with my professional brand. Now I'm going to get a little bit more creative. So as you've been coming across these like comfort zone expanding moments, what what are all the thoughts that you go through that go through your head and how do you deal with the back talk that maybe starts to happen? Oh my goodness. And the first video I posted on LinkedIn, I want to say we're in August, right? I think it was towards the end of June. I literally cried right after I posted it. Because I was proud of myself for coming overcoming that anxiety. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for people when they think about creating content on any platform is, am I good enough? Can I provide value? It's this imposter syndrome. And I've named, it's like, you know, the saying, you have to name it to tame it. Mm -hmm. So I've called my imposter syndrome, Lindsay. Sorry to all the Lindsay's out there. <laughs> what I think Lindsay's. of imposter syndrome. Well, the reason why I chose Lindsay, it's because of Mean Girls. <laughs> and I always, right? That's awesome. And for me, what kind of, the reason why I didn't, I didn't share content right away is because I kept comparing myself to everyone else on LinkedIn. You know, I think it's like 20% of LinkedIn users are millionaires, I believe. I forget the stats. Holy but cow, really? Is it 20%? I'm not sure, but... I was just reading all of these posts from directors and leaders in engineering and different content creators that have been doing it for some time. And I always told myself, I'm not good enough. I'm not. But then I realized there is no one that was creating content that was like me. So that's why I actually, meaning that I'm a mother of two small children. My story is pretty unique as far as how I transition into recruiting. And the reason why I just started overcoming this fear of not feeling good enough is because everyone else, everyone in, on this planet has some kind of value they could bring and share. And for me, it's like, it can only take one person for me to inspire with my content. And for that, that's going to be gratifying for me. It's worth the risk, you know, and yeah. And what have your results been? up to this point? Like now that you're posting stuff, what, what are you seeing happening? Are you getting a bunch of people saying you're not good enough in the comments? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no, I mean, I think you saw my post, but I did a LinkedIn challenge, 30 day challenge mm -hmm. where you're posting for 30 days. And I'm so glad. And one of my connections actually created a tracker for me, an Excel spreadsheet, which is amazing. And I tracked all of the views and then it doesn't even, it doesn't even matter with like the numbers and the likes and the comments, but the clients that I got, that I built relationships with the opportunities like this, having a podcast interview, which is my first one. I hope I'm doing okay. You're doing great. <laughs> and then opportunities to do LinkedIn lives. It's just, it's just been such a rewarding experience. So that's why I'm say, always encouraging people just to, follow their fears and just start doing what your gut tells you because at the end of the day, you only have one life to live. So. So true. And I'd like to rewind a little bit because I think, I think one of the things that is the toughest about a layoff is the actual day it happens, right? 
the actual day that you get the tap on the shoulder or you get on the Zoom call or whatever it might be, and especially now because it's so Zoomy uh, and not so personal, what was that actual day like for you? What day of the week was it? How did it all go down? So it was actually a Tuesday, the day after I got back from vacation. And uh, actually, we got an email Monday night saying because of, you know, given the COVID situation, we're going to have to make some cuts on the, the TA team. It's nothing personal, but we have to do it. And everyone was already feeling that fear of the layoff happening. And I didn't think it was going to be me because, I mean, I've heard great things. I mean, I'm not going to go into the specifics, but so we got an email. So it was kind of like, it almost felt like an execution because they basically lined us up and staggered us on different um, times of a day. And you didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> via, like via phone calls, emails, what, like how? Via Zoom. So basically oh. they said in the morning, you're going to receive a notification or an invite. Please attend this email, attend this meeting. And then you'll learn if the, the layoff is going to impact you in your, in your role. So that's how it happened. And when I got the email, I actually cried. And this is without me even like knowing what's going to mm-hmm. happen because I was crying because I didn't know what was going to happen. If it was going to happen, you know, what am I going to do? And then it happened. And I was literally happened to be a zoom. I, it was almost felt like an out of body experience. I had to go outside in the backyard to take the zoom call. Cause I was at home with my children. I didn't want them to see me. Um, and it happened. And I just, I, I was a loss for words. They asked me, do you, do you have any questions? And I said, no, I couldn't speak. I actually had to turn the camera off because I was that emotional. Yeah. And then it happened. And I go into the kitchen and I actually posted this on LinkedIn and I started crying in the, in the, in the kitchen. And then I grabbed a cup of water and then my it was my son that was telling me, mom, why are you crying? And I said, I lost my job. I don't want to cry right now, but that's when he, he went to his room and he got his wallet and he said to me, mom, it's going to be okay. I'm going to, I'm going to help you and dad pay the bills. I have $20. Oh my God. <laughs> and we had just, we had just celebrated his, his uh, sixth birthday. And it was that moment though, when he told me that, that kind of just sparked all of my ideas. Oh my God. Because I was like, no, this is not, this is not going to define me, my layoff. This is not. So immediately after a week of like crying, it was the week after where I shared my first video of my, about my layoff on my Instagram. What an amazing kid. What an amazing yeah. kid. If he's willing to put in, we're willing to make content. We're willing to make videos. That's amazing. That is yeah. such a fantastic story. Yeah. I love hearing how you're bouncing back from that and, and, and really just putting on that brave, you know, getting brave and going out there and doing it. That's amazing. And now that you've been out and doing it and, and you know, there's that moment, you have that moment. You're like, no, this is not going to define me. I'm coming back from this. Right. And you put that first video out. What is it that you're looking for now? What kinds of folks are you looking to collaborate with, to connect with, to coach? What sort of stuff are you looking for? Honestly, for me, it's helping coaching or help impacting people that are really lost in their careers and don't know where to start. I mean, one of my clients has been 
at a company for more than 10 years and she's never been laid off. She doesn't know how to do a resume. She doesn't know how to network. So it's basically people that are lost and they don't know how to handle this layoff. Also too, I'm really passionate about helping mothers specifically just because I was a stay-at-home mom once for a year and a half after I had my first child. And you know how there's this big stigma on gaps, working Mm -hmm. gaps. If it wasn't for that time that I took off from, from work, I would have never launched my career as a recruiter because I think it was one of your questions that you sent over is how you started your, your career. And that gap, I, that over that gap, I volunteered at a nonprofit called No Excuse Mom. Um, and essentially what that group is, is basically um, a global organization that promotes health and wellness for, for mothers and their children. And every city in your local city there's group leaders that host free workouts. This is where I started my fundamentals of recruiting is I use Facebook, Instagram, Facebook analytics and Facebook groups to recruit free members to join my group. And I built a almost a thousand member group in Hayward. And that, that group essentially would branch off to another group in two or three, two, three different neighboring cities. And I started working with local businesses saying, hey, I got a group of moms. We're passionate about working out and losing weight. Can you give us free, free, free glasses? And I started establishing those partnerships. So I was building communities. I was actually recruiting and learning the fundamentals of recruiting <laughs> by joining this nonprofit. And this is the reason why I think employers need to embrace gaps like this because this is when people start really finding themselves and learning what their passions are. And for me, it's like, I want to help that, that, that job seeker that is lost right now, that has been laid off. They never experienced a laid off. How are they going to figure out their way of navigating through this pandemic and finding their, their voice and their brand? Because I did that six years ago and now I'm doing it again. So I hope that answered your question. I'm- it definitely does. It definitely does. And, and you got involved, you volunteered, you started doing things. And I think that's so huge. And honestly, I think put that in your experience on your LinkedIn, right? Like that yeah. feels, that is something that is active that you're doing during any gaps that are forming. And also being a mom is a job, you know, being a parent is a job that comes with tons of responsibilities and organizational skills and tons of different things that we can talk about. I think one of the things that I'm trying to encourage people do is to do is just tell those stories better so that people stop stigmatizing it and, and really do understand that. And I'm glad that you're out here, you know, preaching that message so that other folks can also get on board and also learn from that and maybe follow your content and get inspired to do things on their own yeah. too. That's awesome. Yeah. When it comes to the different aspects of, you know, the layoff what what do you feel like what do you feel like you thought a layoff would be versus what it actually ended up being like i know you know you said this was your first time going through it right and when i went through my layoff uh i, I sort of saw the writing on the wall months ahead of time so i was a little bit prepared um and i kind of was able to laugh through it a little bit but with like an underlying oh shit everything's going to hell uh, <laughs> but um you know it's like you try and find uh, the good side of it but was there anything about it that really surprised you or like 
that you just were like, oh, I did not expect it to go that way. This is such a different experience because it's being laid off during a, a pandemic and like with the whole social distancing, technically what you want to do is like after you get laid off, you just want to be with your friends and family, right? So for me, the experience for me, it, it, has, bring, it has brought people closer together. Also too, um, when I actually shared my first video about my layoff, I almost felt like a sense of guilt that I was sad and I was crying in my video. I almost cried. I didn't hold, I didn't do a full on blow on cry, but I almost felt very guilty for the emotions that I felt because there's people out there dying from COVID and there's people within, you know, essential workers that are risking their lives to support this pandemic. Why am I sad? Why am I crying? And for me, um, what has brought, what has given me more support is connecting with everyone else that has been laid off. I mean, there was more than, more than a dozen of us that were laid off. For me, it wasn't as brutal as I thought it was going to be because it's almost, I felt like if I was going to be laid off, it's going to be now because there's different resources. I mean, there's tons of free resources that like Microsoft and Google are providing job seekers for like free job for free courses and like data analytics and like um and like mark digital marketing which is something that i'm interested in doing so it's like if i was going to get laid off what better time to be laid off right now i mean seeing the upside in it i love that seeing the upside and yeah and honestly i've connected with so many people through virtual zooms and coffee chats and happy hours people that i haven't seen in in for years but I feel like this whole experience has brought everyone closer together because they're kind of going, they're going through the journey together. So mm -hmm. I'm surprised that I'm actually, I've taken it so well. And I almost kind of do feel guilty because people are like, June, you're having a blast on like TikTok. Like, are you okay? But that's how I kind of help deal with my emotions as I just create. Channeling it, and funneling all that energy it. into something, right? Yeah. Rather than letting it yeah. sit and sort of fester. Yeah. That's great. Um, and now that you're creating, what have you found to be, you know, what's the most interesting part of building your own business to you? The amount of time. <laughs> it's, it's like as a solopreneur, I mean, I don't know if you have help, but I mean, you started, do you? Kind of? Okay, well. Uh, kind you, of. <laughs> you didn't I, it, start off like that, though. No, it's, it's a, it's a one-man show, but I'm starting to, like, to, to send out some things to contractors and things like that and bring on some help. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm not quite there yet, but eventually I will be, hopefully. I'm going to put it out there in the universe. But being a solopreneur is hard. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be this hard. It's not hard in the sense that I can't do it. It's, the, it's hard in the fact that there's so many things you have to think about. Is like your, like your content strategy, your marketing strategy, your website, your, um, your, your partnerships with different, with different businesses. It's a lot of like moving pieces and you're basically the only person doing everything. Thankfully, I do have a few people that are helping me with... Um, with different like marketing materials from my website and forgot your work. What was your question again? <laughs> no, I think you're right on point. It's, it's this, um, uh, we're just kind of talking about, you know, a lot of people are going to build businesses in response uh -huh. to their layoffs. You know, some people build businesses, some people build communities, some people, you know, go in and just kind of 
find small businesses to volunteer or to work with or volunteer or organizations to volunteer yeah. for. I think there's so many productive ways to respond to a layoff. And you've chosen a very, you know, a very interesting path that can definitely get complicated. And you're right, there are so many different little pieces and I'm learning that too. I just incorporated, I'm learning how to do like get bank accounts set up now, even after a year and a half of doing this, I'm like, oh great, now I gotta figure out this whole side of things. And it is kind of fun to like, and, and it's interesting to me that you have a business coach, right? That you've yeah. taken a step, you're a coach with a coach. And I think that's something people don't always think about that coaches need coaches. You know, we've all been mentored, we've all been trained, we've all been, you know, inspired by others and helped out by others. And I think that that's such a great decision that you've made to bring in that support so that you're making sure you're building the foundation strong. Yeah. And she's been amazing. And honestly, if I didn't invest in that coach, I wouldn't know where to start. I needed someone. It's basically coming from a very structured environment. It wasn't really structured, like no tech, no tech company is structured, but right. um, having that set routine. And then I had all these ideas, all of them, but I just didn't know where to start. So I think for anyone looking into building a business or brand is you really need to dedicate your strategy before you start executing because I was executing, but there was no plan. Right. Uh, what is it like a, a dream without a, or goal without a plan is just a wish, or there's like a, some Ooh, kind of yeah. thing. I'm like, I, I live, like that. There's like so many quotes that I live by, but, um, yeah, the biggest thing that you need to do is just write down your plan. And, and what would you there. say to someone who, you know, they're like, well, I don't know my plan, so I'm just going to wait to do anything. Right. Cause that can quickly lead to procrastination. Right. So mm. how do you balance the, uh, waiting, wait, like acting once, you know, getting the plan together before you act and then spending too much time on a plan and never taking action. Uh, well, honestly, I would rather have someone take action than just wait on a plan. I mean, that's what I kind of did. As I mean, I would just start, if you don't know where to start, I would just start experimenting and then go from there. Because for me, I was experimenting just how I was doing with my, my social media content. And it kind of just led me to this path of what I'm doing now, which is crazy. And I didn't write that when I got laid off. Yeah. You kind of, it emerges from the actions in a lot of ways. And then you have to sit down and plan it out. Yeah. So I think my advice would actually be just experiment. (laughs) If you're not a planner, yeah. Well, and you, I think your point is valid, right? Everyone's a little bit different. Some people need a plan to start. Some yeah. people need to start before they have a plan. But the goal here is to bring them both together at some point. Um, at some point. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And so now that you're, you know, going through all this, I, I want to jump back. I'm kind of jumping all over the place. So thanks for rolling with me. Um, but there's, you mentioned uh, severance at one point. And I think you also mentioned that, you know, when you first got the news, you had to turn off your video and uh, you didn't ask questions in the moment. And I think a lot of people are going to experience that, that where it's like, what questions do you have for me? I don't know. Um, I was at least lucky enough that I kind of knew it was coming because the meeting was put on my calendar the day before. So I printed out a list of questions from the internet, but if it catches you off guard, you don't always have that ready. So I'm kind of curious how did you follow up? How did you end up getting your questions answered if you did? And what was that process? What are some things people should think about or have in the back of their head 
if and when they're sitting in that room getting that news? I mean, I would say if you're not ready to ask questions then, just by, like just use that day to, I think, I think you need to take at least a day or two just to kind of gather your emotions and then start planning. And that's what I did. And, and my company that I worked at, they did a great job by providing all of the details in a really detailed email. I didn't have that much questions. Um, but anytime I had questions, I did, I did ask them and they were very um, quick to respond. But I think for anyone, especially dealing with this right now, like take a couple, like, take a day or two to, to deal with the emotions and make sure you read the email. I didn't read it fully. And <laughs> I didn't send my laptop until maybe like two weeks after. Oh no. Maybe actually, maybe almost a month after. And I was rushing it. And you don't want to deal with the anxiety of like scrambling all of your things, belongings to get it over, send it over. So just make sure you take a time, be like, if you have children or if you live at home with anyone else, make sure you lock yourself in a room and read everything fully into detail. What's going to happen with like the severance package? When is that going to be deposited? How are you going to for, uh, roll over your 401k? Uh, I know that there's some companies that provide additional resources for, for employees dealing with like grief. So make sure you just read everything in full detail and then write out your questions if you need to and then connect with the, with the hiring, the, the managers or HR team and follow that's, through. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And as we wrap up the conversation today, um, how can people find you online? And where, where should they look? What, what platform should they find you on and how can they find you? They can find me on LinkedIn, um, which is June Colorado. Or I, I am launching my, my website next week. Ooh, congrats. Thank you. My business name is buildwithjune.com. So go nice. find me there. And it actually started off as a personal blog last year. And Very now cool. I transition it into a business. So. Yeah, you can find me there. Wonderful. Um, so everyone, go check out her website. Go find her on LinkedIn. And then I'm going to push TikTok as well, because obviously that's that's where everything's headed. That's the future. Well, no. We don't know what the whole band situation is. I actually took a pause on creating TikToks, but you can find me on Instagram too. All right. Well, Instagram just launched their new uh, Reels. I saw that. Their new competitor yeah, I saw TikTok. That. So. Very cool. Well, I'm super excited for folks to reach out to you. Um, any mothers who are trying to get back into the field or who are going through a layoff themselves, uh, probably a really good resource. Uh, June is a great resource for you to reach out to. Um, and June, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a wonderful conversation. Thank you, Martin, for having me. You bet. Thanks so much for stopping by this episode of the Career Therapy Podcast. It's been a pleasure having you. And if you're curious about what we do here at Career Therapy, head on over to www.careertherapy.com to see all of our coaching options, resources, and links to other things we got going on. If you would like to share your story on this podcast, something that you've gone through, a transition you've experienced in your career, whether it's getting a job after college or going through a layoff or getting back into the workforce after raising your family, we would love to hear from you. Head over to linkedin.com slash in slash Martin McGovern and shoot me a DM. Let me know what's going on and I'd really like to share your story with the world. What we're trying to do here is really normalize the emotional side of the job search because we all go through it. 
we all have tough times in our careers and sharing these stories really helps people feel less alone and feel more empowered to take their career back into their own hands and make something of it. So thank you again for stopping by. If you'd like to leave a like or a comment, subscribe or share, or leave us a review on iTunes, and I think maybe even Spotify, we'd really appreciate it. Best of luck to you in all of your career endeavors, and I'll see you on the next episode. Cheers.